Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. situation for the age of creation for he laid the foundation was a plan for expiation christ became propitiation meaning he switched his places on the cross for our disgraces in the crowd he saw our faces welcome everybody it's your boy Dwayne. we live in the bar excited like i am every week i say that every week because every week i'm excited uh this week i'm blessed to have a brother of the faith uh with me um very you know very few people may know the man behind the business but i just i was so excited when he was uh willing to come on the podcast the bar with us today we have mr scott anderson how are you sir i'm doing well doing well glad to finally have a uh, a little bit of rain here in georgia and so yeah. uh, i'm blessed hey man brother yeah we we had some rain in uh in greenville area today uh definitely definitely need it man um well for those that don't know you scott and what you do let's kind of give them a a broad overview because i know you got your hands on a lot of stuff this is a broad overview of, of who you are you know family whatever and, and what you're involved in as far as ministry and business goes sure sure well um i am uh i'm a pastor at uh, remembrance community church and um uh, uh, my wife Ashley, we've been married for 15 years now, and getting ready to celebrate 16 in June. And we have two children: um, Amelia, who's 10 year old uh, daughter, and Cole, our eight year old son. And so Amelia is our artsy daughter and uh, athletic daughter, and Cole is um, all out boy. He's 90 to nothing. <laughs> If he's not running full speed, he's sick. And, gotcha. Uh, we, yeah. So um, I have a uh, we we planted Remembrance Community Church. Um, we're in our fifth year now, and we planted down in uh, rural Georgia, um, in a little town called Madison, Georgia, and uh, felt the Lord leading us out here um, um, years ago when when we went through the 
church planting process. Uh, mm-hmm. It seemed like everybody was was planting in the city, and mm-hmm. uh, I just felt a call to to try to bring a um, reformed, um, gospel-centered, theologically sound Bible teaching church to the rural area, and mm-hmm. that's and the Lord led us here, and so uh, we got here, and mm-hmm. and uh, life was different in in the rural community as as a suburb of Atlanta, and so uh, one thing led to another, and the Lord just blessed us to, um, with 1689 beard. It 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 was never meant to be a business, and uh, <laughs> and it just ended up one. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. So you said it never, I guess, started out to be a business. What what was the original? What was your original intent for 1689 beard? Well, um, being a pastor. You live on a dime, and so I'm. Uh, some people <laughs> right. say maybe I'm cheap. I don't know, but uh, but I started <laughs> growing a beard out, and it was itching, and it was wild, and I couldn't control it. And I thought there's got to be something out there, some shampoo or conditioner or something for beards. And I got to mm-hmm. looking around, and I couldn't really find anything under, you know, twenty five, thirty, forty dollars. And so I thought. I've got some math experience. Uh, I'm a teacher, um, and I have some science experience, so I'm gonna, I'm going to just sit down and figure <laughs> out something. And I started mm-hmm. researching different organic ingredients, and and so I I made myself some beard balm, and then I had some friends who uh, who had beards, and they wanted to try it, and so they they tried it, liked it, encouraged me to start selling on Etsy, and. Uh, so we started selling on Etsy, and next thing you know, we we started having some recurring buyers. And then, uh, thanks to Joe Thorne, um, he 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 tried our product and liked it, and did a little mm-hmm. interview on it. And next thing you know, we're we're selling out a product uh, by the end of the week, and so we had to start rethinking things. Wow, that's amazing, man. Uh, me being a fellow beard brother myself, uh, I definitely understand the. Uh, the the care that goes into <laughs> goes into a beard, man, and and that was one of the things you know that I, I've always knew about sixteen eighty nine just because of Joe, but I didn't know the man behind it until later, man. And so I'm just I'm I'm tickled to death to have you on, man. So let's talk about uh you know on the, the theological side or you know the church planning side, um the the rural area. What what you what what would you say would be uh, some of your uh, I guess uh uh, challenges as far as bringing a reform to, I mean, you know, cause I'm, I'm in this area too, to the, the Southeast, bringing that perspective to a South, not only Southeast, but also a rural, uh, Southeast, what, what you would consider to be a challenge and some of the things you face planting that church in that area? Well, the biggest thing probably would be the misconception of what mm-hmm. Calvinism is, mm-hmm. uh, and, re- and reformed theology. Um, mm-hmm. when we first moved out here, just like every small town, there's the the, the big church in town, mm-hmm. and so we had heard the story of a former Sunday school teacher who um, they were they were asked to sign a document that said that they wouldn't drink alcohol and they wouldn't teach from a Calvinist perspective. Mm. And so, so um, when I got here, um, we had a we had a young man who had come to the reform to believe in the reform faith and 
started coming to our church who is really involved in in uh, ministry around here. And uh, when they when some of the influential people in town found out he was going to a reformed church, mm-hmm. um, they they dropped his support and encouraged others around to do the same, which really put an eye on us. And but um, I'm also a school teacher. Uh, mm-hmm. When 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 we moved out here, we planted with seven families uh, from scratch, and um, and I knew that I would not be able to 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 you know be able to be funded as a full time pastor. So right, right. My, ba- my bachelor's degree is in early childhood education, and mm-hmm. um, so um, I got a job in the school here, which has really been a blessing, honestly. Uh, mm-hmm. But to say that, um, I I would have parents that would come by and and start up conversations then then one finally asked so so i hear you're calvinist and uh <laughs> and i've learned in a in a small town um to ask well what do you mean calvinist right and, right because even though we are calvinist and we're reformed baptist um i don't know what everyone thinks uh, that means but exactly. everybody's got an yeah everybody's got an idea of what that means and so um, the biggest thing is just dealing with what people believe. They said, do you believe you can do whatever you want and you're still going to heaven? <laughs> and and that's Calvinism. I said, well, no, that's not exactly what we believe. And so we get to have that conversation. Right, right. So that's wow. the biggest, biggest issue we, we face up front. But, mm-hmm. but then as we get to know people um, and we'll have – We'll get start building friendships, and people will tell us, you know, I I believe what you believe. My church that uh, they'll say there some of some of the bigger churches here, and then I use that term loosely, big. Right, um, right, right. If if you've got if you've got two hundred um, people in a church in, in Madison, Georgia, you're doing really good. Uh, right. But but they'll say that their church doesn't even believe that the Bible. Is inherent, inherent, and um, hmm. but they don't want to be the they don't want to be the the kids who's left the church that their parents, their grandparents, and their great grandparents went to. So that's a real issue too. Right, is right, right. Generational church members. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I definitely see that on the I guess the first hand man. Um, because you know I don't know if you know I came I I originally was you know Baptist in North Carolina and then I was uh charismatic pentecostal you know kind of chasing the rabbit's foot but i noticed in 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 my transition how people will stay to a place like you said just because grandma and granddaddy and everybody was there they're not willing to you know leave that i guess that comfort zone man so that that definitely uh i definitely can see that uh and and the whole issue and it's funny you was talking about um you know, when people say, are you a Calvinist? Me and my, my co-host, Terrence Barlow, we always make the joke, you know, uh, we, we don't let certain people call us Calvinists, you know, <laughs> like, like you call it with a bad understanding of, you know, we were like, yeah, nah, you yeah. can't, you, you can't say that, you know, you can't use that. You don't know what it is, you know? So I think that's, that's hilarious, man. So, uh, as far as the, the church go, um, you know, uh, uh, 
what what are some of the aspects of as, of the church i guess uh are coming in the forefront i know we mentioned about church plants and, and your involvement with that so let's talk a little bit about the the church plants and and other uh i guess venues that you are in, embarking on sure sure yeah so um i really god has um given me a heart or a concern um and even even a a love for the fellowship of church planners um, mm-hmm. because when we came out here um i already already had in mind what how everything was going to go that within within five years we would have mm-hmm. a certain amount of people and we would uh you know we'd have our building and we would um you know, I'd have a great story to tell at church planning conferences like you go to. And mm-hmm, so we mm-hmm. got, yeah, <laughs> we got out here and nothing happened the way I planned. Um, <laughs> Madison is a beautiful town. It's, it's known as the town too beautiful for Sherman to burn. Uh, so um, when Sherman was doing his march to the sea, uh, I know, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, I was like, what? Wait a minute. But then, okay, I'm with you. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so he he didn't burn Madison, and there's speculation as to why. Um, I tend to think that he was in a hurry to get to Milledgeville, because that's where the, the um, capital of it, of Georgia was. And then he then he went on to Savannah. And, and, and Madison was just too small to deal with, but they say <laughs> it, it, was, it was too pretty for him to burn. Um, so... Uh, property taxes and things like that was just it's out outrageous out here so we we have a building and um and i don't know what the listeners think is expensive but but the <laughs> the, the 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 proper just to rent a building just to lease a building a small building was several thousand dollars and so our eyes were open real quick mm. and again Nobody wants to help out a Reformed Baptist, non mm-hmm. you know, independent Baptist church. We uh, we ha- had looked at the idea of joining the Southern Baptists, and we met with some of the local people, and they they're uh, what I call Reformed tolerant. Uh, we've got some really uh, mm-hmm. that they tolerate they tolerate my Reformed beliefs, <laughs> and they're not they're not ugly to us. They they you know they were open and welcoming. Um, but there, but as we prayed about it, there just didn't seem to be another a need for another Southern Baptist church here when there's nine in this little city, mm. this little town. Right. But so we kind of just started off on our own and um, had some made some good friendships going through Acts 29, um, the, the whole church planner. Um, I forgot what to call it now, but um, where you where they kind of prepared us for eighteen months, and uh, we we ended up not going mm-hmm. back twenty nine either. But met some good guys, and then got up to uh, went up to T four G this last year, and mm-hmm. got to spend some time with um, some some guys who had bought our products and were church planners and were struggling just like we were. Right, um, and. So when God started blessing 1689 Beard, um, this this isn't a primary income thing for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so so when I say us, 
the other part of 1689 Beard is Chris Harris, who is a deacon at Remembrance Community Church. Gotcha. And being a, being a pastor and a teacher full-time, both right. full-time, um, when 1689 started really growing, I knew that I would not be able to uh, do this. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to oversee it and um, and and take care of all the business aspect of it. And I never really wanted to be a businessman. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have didn't have that gift set. Matter of fact, uh, um, when we went through Acts 29, one one of the reasons that they didn't see us um, as church planning material, we kind of there's there's like four categories mm-hmm. to be to go to plant with Acts 29. Uh, the first one is that they don't have any concerns. The second one is they have concerns, but go ahead. The third one is they've got some major concerns, and we need to wait a year. And then the fourth one is, no, we don't think you should plant a church or mm. be a church pastor. And mm-hmm. I fell into that third category, which was really disheartening at the time. Right. And I had to, yeah, I had to battle with the sin, uh, you know, just of the flesh and mm-hmm. of rejection. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, But the big thing was I had no entrepreneurial experience or drive or anything like that. Right. And and that's true. I didn't. I didn't have any um, I I grown up in a small town, joined the Marines and uh, got out of the Marine Corps, went to college, and then went to seminary, and and that was about it, you know. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, everything was real simple. But but anyway, um, I didn't have any entrepreneurial experience, didn't have any business experience. So I met with Chris and we prayed and talked business, and uh, I gave him forty five percent of the company. Because mm-hmm. I wanted someone I could trust, and I wanted them to have ownership of it, so that they, right. that, you know, really enjoyed it. And so Chris Harris is the other, other half almost of our okay. company. Yeah. Um. But, but so when so when some funds started rolling in, and we started understanding taxes and government a little more, we said, let's pray about God using us church planners mm-hmm. and we sat down and and thought through that and i wrote out some things but so the way that we do that is one is we we will give church planners um some that that we look at and say these are these are plants that we really want to be involved with mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so we try to give church planners our products whether it's beard bomb or coffee or sweatshirts and hats and beanies and things like that um and and then there's another aspect of it to where we've got five years experience of planning a church that really by every means should have already shut the doors and <laughs> right, we're still right. going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we're providing free counseling or coaching services mm-hmm. to church planners as well. So we try to uh, spend an hour a month on the phone just um, asking and helping guys think through what's going on with them they're looking at planning or they, they're planning and they're struggling right um, right we pray for them and spend time you know answering emails and things like that and then thirdly we we uh, finance church planners a little bit we don't we don't make a huge amount of money yet um, mm-hmm. so so that's the three ways we help church planners and then we we try to help other churches by offering our coffee Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny uh, churches drink a lot of coffee so uh, <laughs> they do they really do yeah we offer it to them for for uh, wholesale for half price 
And oh, then wow. whatever proceeds we get, half of that go to the church planners. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's kind of a long, long answer to your question. But oh, yeah, yeah no, well, we that's. Do. That's awesome, man. Um, and and that is, I, I'm glad that you you're putting that out there. You know, um, because the one thing that I've I've just recently uh started is noticing or or looking into is church plants and and the whole idea, you know, of it. And and I think you know that support from you guys uh, goes a long way. I know there, you know, the people that you're helping. Uh, really appreciate that because you know sometimes you need that person to talk to you know or you need that counsel or you need you know money those funds man that's that is so so awesome man so uh i heard you mention coffee a couple times and everybody like you said church folks love coffee so what's is this coffee thing fairly new have you been doing it a while what what's what's up with the coffee and uh 1689 beer yeah so uh I didn't even think about making that transition in the conversation. Uh, <laughs> I'll smooth like that, I'm, man. Don't, don't worry. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, well, I've I've actually enjoyed drinking coffee for about twenty five years. I can remember <laughs> my my very first cup. I was in the Marines, and we were doing cold weather training for Bosnia, and it was about negative mm-hmm. twenty five degrees uh, when I had my first cup of coffee, and I've been hooked ever since. Um, <laughs> But, um, so I really like coffee and I like really good coffee. And, Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'd say probably about a year and a half ago, we Mm -hmm. use coffee oil or that's the way we say it in Georgia oil, but uh, I think other places (laughs) call it oil. Uh, Right. (laughs) We use that in our beer bomb and our uh, Mm -hmm. beard oil and, um, and so I was thinking, why don't we partner with a coffee company? And and so we tried several uh, different coffee companies, and they um, there, there was very little response on that end. And mm-hmm. and so I said, you know what? I think I think I can do this. I can research how to roast coffee and some different things, and and we'll just make our own little bit of coffee and so we did mm-hmm. and uh and it tasted good and i and i thought well let's let's see what we can do from here with the coffee and mm-hmm. so i i started buying green coffee and the guy i started buying green coffee from and green coffee basically is your unroasted coffee it kind of looks like a um kind of looks like a peanut okay and, um, mm-hmm. and and so the guy I was buying coffee from, Green Coffee, he got to where he was. He he started looking at 1689 Beards website, and then he started looking at Remembrance Community Church's website, and he came back and he said, "Hey man, I'm out in Seattle, and I've been roasting coffee for 20 years, and um and the market's saturated out here, and I'd love to give you our blend, mm. which is which is totally unheard of, mm-hmm. and." So he sent me six blends that were really, really good. And so the coffee I was making was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and But the blends he had was amazing. And then he uh, he was started selling me the, the beans at a discount price. And then when we went from buying 20 pounds of beans to 150 pounds of beans, he got me in touch with his coffee um, broker. And wow. so now we 
yeah, we buy our our, our beans um, straight from um, fair market um, coffee farms. That's and, awesome. Uh, all, yeah, all over the world. And and we just in the last two weeks went from we were roasting on just a little bitty roaster, and and my wife and I would sit out in the garage and roast coffee all day long, and we were only putting out about a pound and a half. Mm-hmm. Didn't really meet demands, and so we bought a larger roaster, and it's it's not large according to most, but but we can kick out 15 pounds in an hour now, and it's and it's a really smooth industrial size uh, hmm. piece of equipment we got. So yeah, wow, man, that is so cool, man. Uh, I like coffee too. Uh, I'm not a connoisseur, I guess, but but I I, I definitely like the taste of a good coffee, man, and um. I love the fact that every time, you know, you get like a closed door that you don't, you don't stop. You say, Hey, maybe I could do it. That, you know, that's inspiring to me that, you know, even with the beard, beard bomb and the, and the coffee, whenever, you know, people don't necessarily respond, you don't let that deter you from, you know, what you're trying to do, man. That really speaks a lot. Um, go ahead. Just on that note, on that note, uh, my wife and I, we joke because we say we're really good at selling. Uh, mm-hmm. And so um, we we really have failed at a lot of things. And and uh, what we realize, God has not called us to be successful. He's called us to be faithful. Mm. Um, and I grew up in um, a little redneck town, and, and we were – my family was kind of the um, kind of the misfits of the bunch, um, mm-hmm. and I I say you know if I if I uh, if you talk about stars if there's stars that you'd run around with I'd probably run around with Kid Rock and Daryl from The Walking Dead and Jesse Pinkman <laughs> from um, from uh, uh, Breaking Bad that that would be my my group of guys that I hung out with. My, uh, I, like, I like all three of them, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Those are great guys. But um, my my dad left when I was about two years old, and mm-hmm. and then uh, my mom remarried my stepfather, and then he was, uh, my senior year in high school, he was arrested for international drug trafficking. And mm. so the, um, just being in a small town, uh, he got 10 years without parole, and being in a small town, uh, doors just shut. Uh, my friends weren't allowed to hang out with me, and my girlfriend wasn't allowed to see me. And the government ended up taking our house, and so I joined the Marines, and that was during the Persian Gulf War. Mm. And saw saw a lot of things. And I became an atheist. Um, I wasn't a Christian to begin with. Became an atheist. Um, have dog tags that say non-Christian because I thought Christians were hypocrites and mm-hmm. didn't want to be involved with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and but. And after uh, um, my stint in the Marine Corps, I was supposed to go down to Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, to disarm landmines, and I thought I didn't want to do that. And <laughs> so I uh, so went to college, and mm-hmm. uh, that was a first because uh, no one in my family had ever gone to college, and no male had ever graduated from high school in my in my family. Mm-hmm. And so went to college and became a Christian through a ministry called Campus Outreach, and um, and so I, when I became a Christian, I knew right away I wanted to be a pastor, mm-hmm. and so uh, 
graduated from West Georgia and ended up at RTS, uh, Reformed Theological Seminary in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and um, and went went on staff with a church plant. And the church plant um, folded. No, no, I'm sorry, the church plant did not fold. It, it's still it's a it's a good Presbyterian church. Um, mm-hmm. And um, we were we were Presbyterian until we went to Presbyterian Seminary and was studying Colossians 2:11, um, <laughs> and became a Reformed Baptist. And, oh wow! Which is a funny story. But I say all that to say we um, I was a youth pastor there, and and it it just didn't work out there because of it was a hard time economically for for church plants. It was a church plant as well, um, mm-hmm. and then came down here and. Uh, to Conyers, Georgia, and tried some different Bible studies, and mm-hmm. and they never they never seemed to work. Uh, it was it was always like you know a best friend and his family that right. would show up for Bible studies, <laughs> and, and I don't know <laughs> if you experienced that, but so it would be my in laws and our best friend. Uh, right, right. So so we started joking around about saying we're really good at failing and. We didn't see it anymore as our identity, um, and my wife and I try to constantly remind each other that our identity is in Christ and not any right. success or failure right, or anything. Right. And so it just gave room to to fail big. And so mm-hmm. we planted the church, and we started 1689, and we started um, um, the beard bomb and then the coffee, um, and we've got some other ideas the the plan, if you don't mind me rambling for a minute. Oh yeah, the please, goal, please. Actually, I want that's what I want to hear. Go ahead. Yeah, so we we've, we've kind of got two visions. Um, mm-hmm. Our kind of our our mission is to make a good product and sell it at a fair price, and we kind of got that from some Luther legend that's that a cobbler became a Christian and said, "Brother Luther, what should I do now that I'm a Christian?" Mm-hmm. Um, should I leave the shoe business and become a monk? He says, no, make a good shoe and share it and sell it at a fair price. And wow. so that's what we want to do with, and I don't know if that's true or not, but sound. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, it does. Let's go with it. Yeah. Grow with it. <laughs> yeah. So um, we we started dreaming. The idea is uh, locally I want to. I want to um, to someday have a roastery coffee shop that mm. employs critically um, uh, students of, of high risk. Um, gotcha. I te- teach them everything from ironing clothes to mm-hmm. um, you know to soft skills such as um, you know just manners um, right. that a lot of us take for granted. Um, mm-hmm. Because I was I was considered a high need student. I mm-hmm. I graduated with with a general diploma, and the only reason I graduated high school is I had a couple of teachers who went to bat for me and said, "We'll just you just show up and we'll get we'll get you that diploma." And <laughs> so I I want to uh, I want to um, really kind of get see the gospel expand through that through the. Through social and economical differences, Madison's a very right. uh, segregated town. Still, uh, we mm-hmm. we have a big graveyard that uh, on one side of the railroad tracks the whites are being buried, and on the other side 
blacks are being buried. So it's still very wow. racially divided down here, and, and I want to mm-hmm, see the gospel mm-hmm. transform that. Um, probably right. the only place that the gospel that that we have uh, racial unity is the school, um, the public mm-hmm. school. The, mm-hmm. the churches are segregated, um, not purposefully. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's it's a purposeful segregation. It used to be because there was the the first Baptist church that um, gave the African-American church here money to build their own church so that they would leave. Right, uh, right, right. The Presbyterian church still had, you know, they've got the loft up top that you can go and see to where um, African-Americans sit up there and the whites sit down below. And that's still mm-hmm. a real issue in our community. Um, and so I want to see the gospel transform the community where Everybody, the church sees that their identity is solely in Christ alone. Uh, right. So, part of our vision is to to have a coffee shop roastery that uh, that is a place that you can look back and say healing finally began in Morgan County in Madison, and we can trace it back to this church mm-hmm. and this coffee roastery. Uh, wow. That's part of the local vision. Right. That's and, awesome. Yeah. So what's what's the I guess the international vision? It sounds like he's about to go <laughs> go yeah. to that level. Yeah. So the international vision really is to um, to just continue to look at church planners and how can mm-hmm. um, uh, we've got we've got a a, a church planner um, Ryan and Nicole uh, Pitrick. I think I said that correctly. They. They've planted a church down in Peru, and they were there for five years um, up in the mountains, about 9,000 feet elevation up in the mountains. They had a, started a church out there and just left. They had about 70 members, which is a big church in that area. And I'm they're sure. leaving leaving there um, to go down to Chile and plant a church in a city down there, about 150,000 people. And, and so it's exciting to see in some small way that we can we can help really advance the gospel mm-hmm. um, in like I said in very small ways and maybe someday in in much larger ways but uh but we want to see that we want to see the gospel expand and and to know that 1689 beard was a part of that wow man that is awesome that is so awesome i love I love both ideas, man. I love the the coffee shop and the at risk kids. Um, here in in South Carolina, I used to work for uh, uh, actually a special needs school. The whole county, all the special needs kids went to one school, and they had a wing just for the at risk, you know, behavioral uh, kids, man. And and something like that would uh, would definitely be beneficial, you know, learning those skills and and like you said, the, just the practical stuff, man. That that is awesome. If if there's any way that the bar can help make that happen, man, we we're all we're all aboard, man. I'm definitely excited about that. And then and then the couple in Peru, you know, that's you're doing some exciting stuff, man. I I'm excited for 1689 Beard. Um let's talk about uh <clears throat> we talked about the, the church plant and, and we talked about the coffee. Nice little transition and some vision casting. Um, what I guess as far as the company sixteen eighty nine. 
nine. What are some of the things on horizon? Let's say maybe product. I noticed, you know, on, on Instagram, you posted some hoodies and some things of that nature. What are some products that may be coming out, uh, of, of, from you guys? Yeah. Well, um, well, let me just say we do most of the stuff here. Um, it, all the pictures are are either free apps or two or three dollar apps that we've got on our iPad, and so uh-huh. uh, we we do a lot of that here. The beard bomb and the um, well, the beard bomb we started making that in my garage, and then it got a little bigger, and so um, we uh, we split it off. Uh, I taught Chris how to make beard bomb, Chris Harrison. He owns a, a sign company called 44 signs. And so mm-hmm. that, that really helped us out. Um, he, he came up with the, the, um, the label on the can, which we, we have so many conversations with people about the, the name 1689 beard. And then a, uh, then with our banner uh, with Spurgeon and, and, uh, Calvin on the can and so mm-hmm. Gloria, um, mm-hmm. all the, all the marketing experts, Christian marketing experts, actually told us to take Solidate Gloria off the can because uh, they th- they thought it would uh, hinder. Um, what? Yeah, and these were Christian <laughs> businessmen. Um, they told us to take that off. They told us that um, to take Calvin and Spurgeon off because that always left a bad taste in people's mouth. And what we realized is um, everybody except. Um, the non-believers and the believers who uh, were not anti-Calvinist love the idea when we tell them who mm-hmm. Spurgeon and Calvin are, and so that that's always been interesting. But uh, so Chris came up with with the label, and um, and so he started doing the beard bomb at down at his shop and in his home, and I was doing the beard oil, uh, mm-hmm. and and, the, and then we got into soaps, and um, and then into coffee, and once we got into coffee. Chris started making all the beard products. And so he does that mm. at his house. And um, I think his wife, Katie, and the kids are all helping him out. And uh, and then we kind of set up a front at 44 signs making things. And so I'm I'm concentrating on all the apparel, um, mm-hmm. the, the coffee, and all the social media marketing. Because we're really, we're a, we were 100% online company. Uh, all of our uh, all of our um, sales were online, and now we're still about at a ninety seven percent online company. And so, social mm-hmm. media marketing is very important to me. Uh, right. And that's another another area that we try to help small businesses, um, especially businesses that have a same kind of vein as we do, uh, as mm-hmm. far as mm-hmm. um, you know, with the with a Christ-centered gospel reform perspective, we try to help right. them out and give them some ideas and some uh, just some some things that keeps them from doing some of the things we did wrong and some things we mm-hmm. did right. But so you so to answer your question, um, I started um, doing some apparel here. There's some great guys who are in apparel uh, already, um, and so that's not our goal is not to take over apparel. Um, you know, you got missional wear, and you got uh, righteous wretch. Those guys are are killing it and doing a great job. Um, right. And um, so, but 
but we wanted to be able to make some things. And uh, so we got a couple of new designs that have come out. Um, and basically, in in the near future, we're going to kind of got four routes that we're going with apparel, uh, shirts and hats and mm-hmm. um, beanies and things. We've got what we refer to already as our um, uh, our Spurgeon line of apparel, and that's what we started with, with black T-shirts, black hoodies, mm-hmm. um, black hats, our classic 1689 original-looking stuff. Um, right. And that, that's really our main direction, but we've, we've started a um, what I would call a coastal line, um, just some some things that are not, you know, just black shirts, black hats, and uh, they have more of a, a coastal vibe. If you've been in North Carolina, you can probably understand that the, the Columbia, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Costa del Mar type style. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you now. Yeah. So um, Madison is known as lake country, and so there's a lot of that uh, on the water apparel mm-hmm. that we're getting into now. Um, and hunting is big in the South. So we have had mm-hmm. dozens of requests for camouflage. So um, uh, this week we're actually going to come out with um, some camouflage, some camo. Um, really? We'll have a, yeah. Um, we'll have a camo hoodie and a camo T-shirt with the 1689 shield and cross in orange. Um, so this will be the first time anybody's heard about that because we hadn't we haven't shared that outside of our little area. But you'll see. Oh uh, yeah. See that. Yeah. So on the bars, the exclusive. That's right. <laughs> so we'll have the camo stuff coming out um, here uh, in the next week, and uh, that's that's probably the newest thing that that we'll see. Wow. I'm I'm a big fan of camo, man. I mean, you know, I, I'm in in the south as well, so uh, yes, I I'm excited about that. Uh, yeah, that that definitely has to 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 be added to my repertoire. I, I love uh, t-shirts, like you said, man. There's a lot of guys doing it, doing a good job. Shout out to Mission Aware. Uh, they're actually one of our sponsors. Um, go check them out and uh type in bar get your discount all that so that's my plug for right there but anyway um yeah man uh I, that is that is very uh exciting um and and i and, and i'm with you man as far as a pair go there's a lot but there's definitely room for 1689 beard man because you guys have a style of your own and you have a look of your own and and i know i was checking out some of the black hoodies and stuff like that that's uh that's really good that's really exciting um, so you guys heard it here first, man. Uh, sixteen eighty nine beer coming out with the camo. Those that know me personally know that I am a camo man. I, what, so go. which uh, which pattern are you guys using? You know, the uh, you know I'm I am more of a fan of the old school uh, camo, but I was encouraged to start with real tree. Yes, uh, <laughs> and that. That, I guess that's the the big thing right now. So we're going to go with a uh, real tree uh, pattern um, and and see where that goes. And uh, and it's what I do like about it is it's got the greens and the browns. You know, it's, right. And man, everybody 
around here wears camo. The, the girls wear camo. They've got mm-hmm. camo and pink. Uh, and so, who knows? Well, um, but it was a it was one of a, a guy up in Michigan who first mentioned it to us. He's like, "You've got to get this stuff in camo." So wow, wow! Shout out to the guy in Michigan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah, Real Tree is my brand. I I tell people, you know. Uh, real tree is like Nike to me, you know. That's all I wear. But anyway, man, yeah. I I have really enjoyed talking with you, Scott. Man, um, I guess anything you want to say to the to my audience uh, as we get ready to sign off? Any uh, last words or anything? We're gonna do this, and then I got some fun questions to ask you in a minute. But any anything you want to say? Anything you want to promote? Plug or whatever? You can do it right here. Yeah, uh, a couple of things I say. One, um, I would just encourage any any um, anybody who's looking at um, church planning uh, feels the call um, to to seek counsel from godly men, godly organizations, and then at the end of the day, um, if God lays it on your heart uh, and it doesn't go against Scripture, I would really pursue that and. And we're here to help encourage anybody um, that needs help. We're, uh, you know, we've—I'm um, not—I've uh, got a—I'm not a professional. Um, I don't even know what you call it, but a designer. That's mm-hmm. just something I picked up. I've got, like I said, I've got a degree from in early childhood education, and then I got a um, um, a master's from Troy University in. Um, education technology and then went to um rts and um then got my doctorate in world views so none of that really in um none of that has to do with uh church planning and 1689 beard bomb and things like that but the lord right. just kind of leads you in those unusual paths mm-hmm. um, so, so i'm a big believer in resources um, I'm a big believer in people you know. You and I would probably not be having this conversation right now if it wasn't for Joe Thorne. Um, right, right. Uh, I think we went from selling $40 a month in Beard Bomb in in January to March selling a couple of thousand dollars um, mm. after we talked to Joe Thorne. And so mm-hmm. it and you know, ask big, dream big, and um, and be willing to fail. And remember, your identity is always in Jesus and what He did on the cross, rather than anything else. Have fun with it. Um, Amen. And that's yeah, that's what I would say. Um, and and again, we're here. We want to be used, advance the gospel in as crazy ways as Beard Bomb. There's uh, a guy <laughs> up in in um, in Nashville who uh, about a year and a half ago started buying our beard bomb to give it to other guys in the uh, in a cigar lounge because the, the name 1689 beard struck up so much conversation mm. mm-hmm. uh, which which led to the gospel uh, wow and 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 it always does if you any conversation can but this one's an open you know people are going to say what is 1689 beard Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. well, sixteen eighty nine is is the year that that mm-hmm. England gave uh, the wrote the Religious Tolerance Act, and all these 
Hillbilly and, and Street Baptist came out and wrote the 1689 Confession of Faith. And and yep. so then what in the world is a Confession of Faith? And um, <laughs> so we're a, we're a 1689 Confession Church. And, right. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, uh, God uses even Beard Bomb to advance his kingdom. <laughs> Amen. Amen, brother. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's definitely encouraging. Uh, like I said, to me on a personal level, and uh, and and you know, just going about building this podcast from the ground up, and then some things that you know God has laid on my heart that I will be talking with you <laughs> off air, man. Um, because uh, really, really inspired me on that. Um, and then shout out to Joe Thorne, man, awesome dude, awesome guy. Um. Uh, he he's helped push this podcast, like you say, he helped with your 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 business, man. This guy uh, gave me ideas, designed my new logo. I mean, just big shout out to Joe and Jimmy over at Do- uh, Doctrine and Devotion. Make sure you subscribe to their podcast as well. All right, sir. Um, I guess my fun question that I like to ask, because uh, you you mentioned Kid Rock earlier, what? Yeah. What's what is the type of music? What is, what's on your playlist? What you got going? Uh, are you like Joe? You know Joe is a big metalhead. So are, are you in that same category, or what do you like to listen to? You know, I'm not, I'm I'm not uh, like Joe in that category. Um, <laughs> I, and, and what's what's funny about that is Joe and I um, we had been talking a lot on the phone, on email, on text, and um, uh, we went out to Myrtle Beach for a couple of weeks, and Joe was there at Myrtle Beach, and mm-hmm. and so we got together a couple of times at the at at the smoke shop. Well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, uh, some things don't change, and so when you're around Joe Thorne, he's going to smoke cigars. Well, no, I, I don't. Uh, I don't. I I I have nothing against smoking cigars. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just not really good at it. And I've never really done it, mm-hmm. but I didn't want Joe to know that, you know. And um, and so uh, I we got together at a cigar shop, and I smoked me a couple of cigars, and I felt like Pinocchio, honestly. Uh, <laughs> but man, I see I'm so jacked up. I need the gospel bad every day. I got to remember. Right. But I listen. I listen to everything. I, I'm telling you, I'm a, I'm a mutt, honestly. Um, gotcha. I, I grew up listening to, um, to anything from Leonard Skinner to Tupac, um, <laughs> and uh, my first concert was Kiss, hmm. and then um, my second concert was Alabama. Wow. <laughs> And, yeah, you, uh, you're touching all the ends, man. You <laughs> you touching all the, the the vast perspectives, man. You hitting them all. Yeah, I I uh, I probably my favorite concert was Metallica or Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, but honestly, I love music that tells a story. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We we do a little thing here called a growler in the garage, and. And so we'll go get up to Athens. We're just a little ways from Athens. We'll go up to a, a growler store up there and get a growler of good beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll listen to good music and we'll tell good stories and, mm. and be with good friends. So that's 
that's what we do when the nights get cold and we just hang out in the garage, which is the mm-hmm. original man cave. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so um, right now I've been listening to a whole lot of Johnny Cash. Uh, oh. And he can tell a story. Oh, you better believe it. The legend. I like Johnny Cash. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, and a lot of people probably might hate me for saying, but, uh, I, I enjoy listening to Eminem, um, because he tells a good story. <laughs> he does. He, he's, he's very, uh, uh, what's the word? He paints, he paints a really good picture with his words. He does. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Ain't nobody uh, getting mad at you on this podcast, man. We free here. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's why I loved, uh, you know, uh, Tupac, amazing storyteller. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Johnny Cash, amazing storyteller. And, mm-hmm. and so that's the type of music I listen to. If it's going to tell, there's a there's a great um, uh, CD out there right now that um, it's a tribute to Johnny Cash and some songs he did mm-hmm. on just the Native American. And mm. uh, I wish I could remember the name of it, but it's got all of these guys singing Johnny Cash's songs. Um, uh, there's a, but so that's a great CD. I'm, I'm going to listen to a throwback of a guy named Steve Earle, who's got a song called Copperhead Road, and that's mm-hmm. my childhood. Uh, he he talks about how his uh, his granddaddy burned steel up on Copperhead Road, and he came back from Vietnam, started growing plants up on Copperhead Road, and that sounds like my childhood. So uh, I love the story there. Wow, wow, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. It's good to be diverse, and and I definitely agree with you about a good story. Uh, I I definitely love music that that says something. You know, takes you somewhere. Good deal, man. So, brother, I really really appreciate you taking time out your busy schedule to uh, sit down at the bar with with me, man, and and answer my emails and and not being uh uh aggravated for me <laughs> for me. You know, constantly asking when we can hook up. I really appreciate that, man. Um, and if there's nothing else you want to say, man, we want to we're going to end this show. But uh, before we go, make sure I'm gonna get all of uh, all of your links to everything: the church, uh, the beard, beard bomb. I mean, 1689 beard, the apparel, everything you got going on. We're gonna put all the links in the show details, um, so you guys can can have access to it. Go check it out. And um and, and, and make some purchases, man. This is this is a brother doing something not for himself, man, but trying to advance the kingdom, trying to do the the great commission as uh these churches get planted, they're supporting them. So make sure we support him as well. Um and, and make sure you support this podcast. Give us a honest five star review. Uh anywhere you hear this, uh share it with friends, like it. Share it, inbox people, tell them about the bar right here where we're biblical and reformed. And we're out of here. God bless you. Uh, you hear that? That's those sleigh bells. There, it's Christmas time, people. We're on our way to a new Christmas season. And we here at the bar want to make sure you take full advantage of a awesome opportunity. Um, if you go to missionalware.com and type in the code BAR, you will get a discount on your swag. And when I tell you, they have something for everybody from your grandparents all the way down to that coworker that you rarely even speak to. You can give the gift of 
theology. Yeah, that's right. They have some t-shirts with some theologians on them, some good scenes, good conversation starters. They also have mugs and pads and journals. I mean, just so many things. So go right now to missionaware.com and make sure you type in the code BAR for the bar to get a discount and also to support our podcast. And uh, because, you know, time's running out before you know that St. Nick and all them boys will be coming through ringing them sleigh bells. Y'all have a good one. Peace. What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here. The bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there